Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, guided by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, March 28th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, what's on tap for a busy week in Washington. Number two, Biden's bad poll numbers. And number three, who we're watching this week. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We've got a lot to cover in the top this morning, kind of forecasting all of the different things that Washington is going to be having to take up uh, in the next five or so days. Yeah, so the big issue of the week, uh, one of the big, as we just said, there's a lot of big issues. I can't say there's one big issue. Um, The uh, Supreme Court process. So the Senate Judiciary Committee meets today to uh, begin the process of of moving Ketanji Brown-Jackson's nomination for the Supreme Court through the committee. Republicans can put the brakes on um, and... uh, they will. They could push this until next week, which we expect them to do. Uh, all that said, this is a uh, a fait accompli at this point. It's uh, Jackson, in, unless something unforeseen happens, um, uh, Jackson's going to be confirmed. Joe Manchin is backing her, um, uh, so that is that is a um, that's happening this week. But we don't expect many surprises. Anna, do you have any thoughts about something that I just said? Probably will have no news. <laughs> No, I think the thing to watch, right, is what does the Biden team do as it comes to getting Republicans on board, right? They know that they have the votes now that uh, Senator Joe Manchin has voiced his support, but they want a Republican to come on board. They don't want it to necessarily have to be the vice president who is the tiebreaker. I mean, this is going to move forward with or without that. But I do think you're going to start to see, you know, continue to see Jackson making the rounds on the Capitol. She's meeting today with Senator Tammy Baldwin, Democrat from Wisconsin. Um, the big question is, can can she pick up any Republicans? As Susan Collins, for instance, is probably the most likely, um, but certainly one that we are watching quickly. Uh, another big thing happening this week, week is the January 6th committee is going to vote tonight, Jake, on a criminal contempt referral to the Justice Department for former Trump aides dads Dan Scavino and Peter Navarro. Um, we expect this to move forward very easily out of the committee and pass the House if it gets to the floor. Um, you know, this is kind of another movement on this January 6th committee. They've already approved criminal content referrals against former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and Steve Bannon. Um, the question is, what does, happens next with the Department of Justice? Yeah. Uh, and uh, first of all, will this get to the floor? I, I, I don't know that it'll get to the floor. I have to imagine that it will. Um, but that's a, a decision for the Democratic leadership if that if that gets through. Um, just another example here of the of the January 6th committee continuing a pace, whether you like them or not, they have done a lot of work um, uh, to, you know, to probe the January 6th attack and the people around it. Also big this weekend of the budget. The president's budget comes out, the 2023 budget. Um, it is, you know, budgets are documents that are meant to... Uh, uh, Show your values, I guess. That's what that's what Nancy Pelosi always says, and and um, both parties kind of say it's a it's a blueprint that um, is is meant to you know lay out what you would do if you had all the keys to the government, which Democrats do. Obviously, this budget's probably not going to be 
um, put into law. Budgets don't get put into law. I was going to say, probably, it's it's not going to be. (laughs) Yeah, budgets aren't technically put into law, but regardless, not everything in this budget is going to happen. Few few points, Democrats are going to, the White House and Democrats are going to celebrate the big drop in the federal budget, the federal deficit. Um, Obviously, a lot of that is due to the pandemic and the the kind of pair back of pandemic spending. Biden's pushing a billionaire's tax also, um, something that he has that Democrats have proposed in the past. Biden's also uh, seeking a big boost in defense spending. Um, this is something progressives aren't going to like and could. And frankly, if this if this budget ever gets to the floor, I have no idea whether it will or not. Um, it, it, that could be problematic for for getting this through the chamber, uh, getting it th- through the House, quite frankly, um, uh, because progressives don't want a big a big boost in military spending. Uh, Usika, Anna, the Senate is going to push a us- the the chips bill. Usika, endless frontiers, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're going to move it through their chamber tonight. Just it's just a procedural vote, so they can get to to a conference committee. This is something you and I have been reporting, and Brez and uh, the whole the whole team had been have been reporting on a lot. They're trying to get to a formal conference negotiation. Uh, that would be a big win if they can get in there and get a product. Uh, if they get a, a result from a, a negotiation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next kind of step in this process where you have, you know, one of the few areas, Republicans and Democrats trying to come together to get something done, certainly uh, before the election, but I think a lot sooner than that, if possible. Other things to just quickly note this week, um, the body of the late Representative Don Young, Republican of Alaska, will lie in state in Statuary Hall on Tuesday. He was the longest serving House Republican in U.S. history and died on March 18th. Um, And then look at the COVID funding bill. I mean, that's going to be something that's also going to be we're going to really need to be watching uh, closely here. The negotiations between Senator Mitt Romney and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer that continued over the weekend trying to figure out the contours of a new COVID aid package. Uh, I'm sure you remember, as will our listeners, that Romney has demanded the White House take account of the unspent money from previous COVID packages before seeking new funding. And again, we're, we're, we're still talking about this oil ban and trade relations with Russia and Belarus. Senator Rand Paul blocked consideration of the bill to end oil imports from Russia and rescind trade relations with Russia and Belarus. Uh, this is going to be something that is going to continue to unfold this this week. Yes, um, both of those. The the COVID thing is, is endlessly uh, um, fascinating to me. Um, for a bunch of reasons, because I, I, you know, I'm skeptical that anything's going to get through. But Romney has been taking the lead on this for Senate Republicans, so we'll have to see if that works. The oil ban, this should be easy, but it's not because it's the Senate. Um, and uh, uh, with the, they're going to spend a lot of time on this this week until uh, Paul, if he ends his kind of blockade. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning for us. Uh, we're taking a look at. Biden's bad poll numbers and what they mean for House Democrats. The NBC News had uh, the latest bad (laughs) poll for the White House Sunday. Biden's approval ratings hit 40 percent, the worst of his presidency. Uh, You know, obviously, this is this has been an issue for the Biden administration uh, for a while. Right. The bad poll numbers. Um, you know, I think the the question really is what what does this mean for Democrats in the House and the Senate? Do they try to to kind of 
go out on their own? Are they going to try to kind of have some other, you know, kind of positive news to come out? Just knowing that right now Biden is really a weight on them going into the midterm elections. Yeah, the White House will also always point out here that they ha- that this that every poll, every bad poll is an outlier. That's that's th- their general um, uh, uh, position when it comes to bad polling. I I, I believe that. Um, I understand that they that there are polls that are better than others for the president. Still, if you're a House Democrat or a Senate Democrat, you're looking at this and you're saying, "Ah, this is really tough." <laughs> you know, um, this is really tough for for me as I go into an election. So, I, I think in the next couple of weeks, you're going to see Democrats push for um, legislation to give them some good news. Quite frankly, um, we've reported this on we reported this about 11 days ago, but the Energy and Commerce committee is hard at work in a direct payment scheme, direct payment program to help offset gas costs, uh, gas inc- increases um, that I really don't think that um, uh, that's going to get into law, but the House could vote on it. And who knows, maybe that maybe the House could pass it. I'm not quite sure that the House could pass it. It's going to be a tough, that'll be a tough, um, a tough thing for the House to pass. All that being said, if you're seeing a president at 40 percent, I mean, the quote in the NBC story, this poll came out over the weekend from uh, Bill McInturf, uh, uh, the Republican pollster who's involved in this poll for the for NBC News says what this poll says is that President Biden and Democrats are headed for a catastrophic election. Democrats would disagree. They I you know, we hear all day, every day that um, uh how could Democrats lose when they've done all this good and the Republicans, in their view, are so bad? We'll have this. I mean, this is what this is a, a midterm election in the first term of a president's term for, you know, a, for the first midterm election in a president's term. Rather, I it's going to be really difficult. Yeah, if nothing else, I just would add, I mean, it's just it's the psyche, right? I mean, I feel like, you know, Democrats continue to try to figure out their momentum, try to sell to your point that they've done all of these things. But uh, when you continue to get kind of whacked and, and, you know, in this polling, it's just not great for everybody's overall mood, particularly when you're looking at 30 plus uh, retirements in the House and a lot of other convening factors. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. As we do each week, we are looking at who we are watching. I'll take the first one, Jake. Uh, No surprise here. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Uh, You know, he's often on the list, uh, as we say, because he is the majority leader in a 50-50 Senate. But, you know, Right now, this week, as we just noted at the top, right, we ran through a just a list of things that are on everybody's radar. But certainly when it comes to his Yusika vote, this is something that he's pushed for, was the kind of the top negotiator in the Republican Democratic side. He's also got that COVID prep package uh, deal that he's trying to figure out with Senator Mitt Romney, as well as working through Senator Rand Paul's hold on the Russia PNTR bill. Uh, and of course, uh, as we start at the top, there's a Supreme Court nomination lurking in the background. A lot of balls to juggle for Chuck Schumer this week. Yeah, that's right. And uh, one of the balls is getting a Republican to vote for the um, for Ketanji Brown Jackson's nomination. Uh, Susan Collins is the most likely Republican at this point. Uh, I think it makes it I think what happened what has happened with these child this child pornography line of attack from Republicans is that it's made it less likely that many Republicans will vote for this piece of this this nomination. So uh, whether you think that's right or not, I think that's just uh, obviously these this is a complicated situation. It's not as cut and dry as Republicans make it out to be. And that's that's quite obvious. But um, 
Collins is the one to watch. She has voted, I'll say this again, she has voted for every Supreme Court nominee besides Amy Coney Barrett. So Republican and Democrat. So she has a history of doing this. And I anticipate, although I can't be sure, I anticipate she'll do it again. We shall see. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Just a note, uh, we actually have a bonus episode that is going to drop later today with Jake and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy from a conversation that they held at the Republican retreat last week. All of the details uh, in terms of where Republicans think they're going to go for their agenda should they win the majority in November. Uh, it is a really worth a listen. So encourage you to be on the lookout for that. And with that, leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.